Hey guys, this is Peter here from uh, Bachelors in the City. Switching it up a little bit this week. Obviously, uh, we're releasing an episode here on Friday. The reason for that is uh, this is a really special episode uh, for me and for our guest. Uh, that guest being my dad. He is, you know, my dad's my hero and he's coming on to uh, have a conversation with Dustin and I about uh, 9-11 and this being the the 20th anniversary of that horrific day. Just gonna be really special to talk with my dad and get his perspective and everything he remembers. And I think you guys, you know, will kind of get a lot from, from this episode. Um, it's definitely very touching, uh, very moving, uh, but I couldn't think of a better person to bring on than my dad uh, to talk about this day and, and what it meant to our country. So without further ado, here's my dad. Well, guys, it is an absolute honor to have my dad on the podcast here The today. original. The OG. The OG. Is here. And he, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, truly uh, my hero uh, for so many reasons. Um, obviously, I've followed in his footsteps uh, in, you know, the career I've chosen uh, to be a pilot um, you know, a big reason obviously is because of my dad and just growing up in a, in a flying family and just being able to see it firsthand. Um, but today we have him on for uh, a touching episode, I think. And it's uh, in honor of September 11th. This is the, uh, the 20th anniversary uh, that is coming. And so I couldn't think of a, you know, a better person to, to bring on and get his perspective and talk. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome and introduce you guys to my dad. Well, thank you uh, for that introduction, Peter and Dustin. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. We're good. I'm just, We're I'm good. just over here taking care of your son. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Giving him advice every day. You know. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know how they handle it when I'm not when I'm gone. When I'm on trips, I don't know who takes care of the apartment here. So. Uh, oh boy, where have I heard that before? <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um, I guess yeah, a trip takes the lead, but uh, oh. no. It's, uh, it's great to have you on, Dad, here. Um, listen, I just want to talk to you, have uh, just, you know, a, a kind of heartfelt conversation, just get your perspective of, of that. I can't believe it's already been 20 years. Um, oh, my God. I know. The time just absolutely flies. And to think, I mean, that day is, you know, very vivid in my mind still. But, I mean, just time keeps on racing forward. And here I am with eight months to go to retirement. So... That's that's crazy to me. Passing too. the torch. Passing the torch. I know, and it's, it's it's been so awesome for you guys that don't know. My dad flies for United Airlines, and it's always been a dream of mine to fly for United Airlines as well. And that dream came true here in uh, in May of this year of 2021. Uh, just kind of as my dad reaches the end of his career, uh, pilots are required to retire at 65. It's an FAA mandated law. So he's in the last few months. I know you're going to take advantage of that, but let's go back to that you know that day, um, sure. September September 11th. 2001. And we were living in Florida at the time, Boca mm -hmm. Raton, Florida down there. Walk me through just what you do remember from that day. So, okay. That morning I was in our bedroom. We had a, I don't know if you remember that Nordic track exercise thing that we had. Like the ellip elliptical. The, the, yeah. The elliptical thing. And, and I was doing a workout and, you know, I had the TV on watching and it was just, <clears throat> 
you know, the scene was, uh, you know, you knew something was going on. The scene was of the World Trade Centers. And it was a beautiful, clear day. And I'm like watching this. And and uh, I think your mother walked into the room and, you know, see how things was going. And, and as she walked in, um, there was a, a small airplane that was in the in the view, and and you could see. I I, I believe that at that time, my my memory is a little bit fuzzy, but I believe at that time, uh, American Flight Eleven had already gone into the Trade Center, and you could see the you know the smoke billowing and and all that stuff. And I'm like, God, what is going on here? You know, they said that the air the airspace is shut down, and there was you know no airplanes in the air except. You know, I could see a small airplane flying. I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, okay, this guy, you know, wandered into restricted airspace. Somebody, you know, hit this building. And as we're talking and watching, uh, let's see, what was it? United 175. (sighs) Sorry, guys. No. So 175 comes into view and just goes plowing. Plowing right into the building. And that was just a shock to watch that in real time. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on? Sorry. Take your time. No, take your time. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's emotional for me because I knew Victor Saracini, who was the captain on 175. We, we, were, we were new hire together. And, you know, just I, I didn't know at the time that he was in that airplane. But, you know, once you find out all this stuff and... Uh, it was just very raw, very emotional. Um, I didn't know the first officer or any of the other flight crew members on board, but uh, it was just, it was surreal. It was just a total, total shock. And uh, to watch that unfold in real time. And then, of course, you know, we were just glued to the television and, you know, watched the trade centers eventually come down you, you you were watching it this was all real time on the right because I, I remember i was i was at school i was in fifth grade um mrs zimmerman's class i I'll, i think everyone remembers exactly where they were and yeah. i remember she got called out from another teacher and then she came in and her it was like she had seen a ghost and um she told us the news uh yeah just in our classroom there but um, so you you had been watching it live on TV. Yeah, we're we're watching everything unfold in real time. And, you know, it was like time just stood still because, you know, after the fact, you know, when I learned what happened, you know, I was talking to, you know, pilot friends of mine that were working that day. And it's like it was so weird, you know, they would be they were taxiing out, or some of them were even in the air, but you know, air traffic control 
comes on and, and says, you know, without really giving away too much information, it was just, you know, they were directed to land immediately. Uh, airspace was just shutting down in our country. And of course, they, you know, they had no idea what was going on. Um, and, you know, passengers or, you know, what's going on. But, you know, it, it, it was pretty much the thing that was so eerie, too. It was pretty much VFR. I mean, it was just gorgeous weather over the entire country, pretty much. And not an airplane in the sky. And it was like, you know, like I said, it was like time just stopped. And, you know, you, it started to sink in and you, you realized what, what was going on with these terrorist attacks. And, of course, uh, American 11 and uh, 175, they weren't the only ones. There was also, um, I believe, um, I believe it was American 71 and, flat, and then the United 93 <clears throat> that were also taken over. Uh, the United 93 was, ended up crashing in, uh, what was the name of that place? Shanksville, Pennsylvania. It was kind of in a, you know, an open field that was brought down after that was originally targeted. They found out later that they were going to try to take that into the Congress or the White House, one of the two. Have you have you ever on United 93? Actually, I was just there. That was one that originated out of Boston, right? Yes. They, Jason Dahl was the captain on that one. And they have, um, I actually parked right next. I'm, I'm forgetting the exact um, number of the gate, but the gate that that United 93 pushed back from in Boston, they still have a flag that they, oh. that they have. I don't know if you've seen it or you probably haven't been to Boston. I, I haven't seen that. No, that's, that's nice that they do though. Um, in honor of them. I think it's just at half mass there uh, for United 93, but it's I, you, you, Captain Dahl was the captain for that flight. They have, I was just in the United training center and they have that um, they have up all year long, but the memorial for all the crew members from, from United Right, um, kind of in the entrance there. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's very moving, and 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 it should be, uh, you know, that impacted our country in in in, you know, an unbelievable way. Uh, you know, the thing about Captain Dahl, which makes it so much more heartbreaking, is he had picked up that trip so that he could be home. anniversary anyway so it's it, it really sucks and you know after something like that happens you know you really you, you ask yourself you know what what can I do what you know how can we you know rectify this of course we know the history what you know what our response was is you know we we uh that was the start of the Iraq war. And, and then, uh, uh, then, you know, getting bin Laden and, uh, in Afghanistan. And, and what I did is, uh, I felt that I needed to do something because I wasn't in the military, but I volunteered for the, uh, they're called AMC or craft missions. And what AMC stands for air mobility command and I was flying the, the 747 at the time. And so I flew troops in and out of Kuwait. And that was a yeah, very, very rewarding type flying. 
because I mean I was you know trying to do something for our country. And it was just just really rewarding doing that kind of flag. We're gonna I know you you've got a lot of the pictures of um flying over there and uh all the troops. We're going to post some of those pictures when we, you know, release this episode. If you guys are listening right now, you definitely did help our country with that. And obviously, you know, this is a a super emotional topic for you to talk about and having it be so intertwined with, with our industry. Um, For people, I guess, that don't, that don't know, being a, you know, I wasn't a pilot back then. Um, I was only in fifth grade, but how has this kind of changed our industry, the airline industry, from pre-9-11 to, you know, now 20 years remembering that, that horrific day? Uh, you know, like like we started out saying, you know, time just flies. It's, it's unbelievable. It's been 20 years, and you know, this is something that that you know I'll certainly never forget. I don't think anybody should ever forget what what happened to our country, and and uh, you know, we need to main, maintain a vigilance. Um, you know, it's so ironic. I mean, that's you know, we just ended a war in, in Afghanistan, and. But that was the reason, actually, while we were there, you know, was to was to keep these terrorists down. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I pray to God that, that something like this never happens again. Um, you know, a, a side note on on uh, the, the security procedures that we have now as a result of 9-11. Uh, Victor's wife, Ellen, has been very instrumental. Unfortunately, it's. You know, everything's political these days and it's gotten bogged down, but she's been very instrumental in, in getting the second barrier, you know, into the airplanes uh, so that, you know, you, so the cockpit truly is impenetrable. And uh, for whatever reason, it hasn't, hasn't, I mean, it has passed, but it hasn't been implemented. And that's something that, uh, I, you know, I, I keep close tabs on and, and uh, always a trying to figure out, you know, when are they going to vote this and get this, get this going. But that's just another, you know, pr- uh, layer of protection for the flight crews. And um, like I said, she's been very instrumental in this and uh, hats off to her. I think this is, um, you know, a good opportunity for those of you that are listening. Um, like my dad just said, so it's a secondary barrier that has been passed and the FAA has agreed on it, but yeah, has not been implemented into a lot of the airplanes and, you know, if you can use this to write to your legislators and and ask for that, because it only it only protects the entire flying public. It protects the crews, which pr- protects the passengers. There's no reason that we shouldn't have every possible protection in place to, like my dad said, prevent this from ever happening again. Because it doesn't have to. And the fact that that those barriers aren't in every single airplane yesterday is, and it's in my opinion, ridiculous. Couldn't agree more. So if you're listening, please please write. Uh, to your legislators and, and demand that they require that ASAP. 
I, I have a I have a question. Sure, go ahead. So, you know, after 9-11, I mean, you had to go back to work. I'm I'm assuming right. what was what was I I guess I've never asked you this or anyone else. I don't know what the the mindset of a pilot was after something like this happened, going back to work. Did you want to go back to work? How did you feel secure going back to work? I'm sure you had probably emotions for so many years just flying, you know? I'd like to get a, yeah, just an insight on that. You know, that that's a great question, Dustin. And, um, you know, like I said, I wasn't working that day, but I had a trip not that long after. And the, by the time that I had to fly, I think I had, I think they had to drop one trip because things were still closed down. But once I was able to fly, it's, it, it's, it's strange. I had absolutely zero reservations of going back to work. And I, I remember, you know, Barbara, my, my wife asking, you know, how do you feel about this? And, uh, I said, I, I, I don't have any reservations whatsoever. You know, we have our protocols you know, there's security procedures that, that we can't talk about publicly, but it felt like it, it was like, you know, if, you know, the expression, you know, you, you, you fall off your bike, you get right up, get back up and, and, and ride again, you know, don't let it scare you. And it was the same thing with flying. I, 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 it's funny. I don't know why I had zero reservations, but a lot of people have asked me that, but if you, if you shut down, if you, um, you know, let, that kind of thing prevent you from doing your job, then then the terrorists win. So you know that that was the last thing that we could do was was give them that victory. So I remember you always telling me that, but I I remember being nervous after just being a little kid and having you go back to work and just like the kind of the unknown fear. But I remember you telling me that, and that helped like make it easier for me and feel more comfortable to you know say bye to you when you'd go on a trip and. And not not be so scared and, and worry because that's true. You don't at the end of the day you can't let the fear dictate right. your life. Else, you know these horrible people. Once that, you do that, they've won, and that that's the last thing we want. So. I'm sure a lot of people would have loved to hear you say that. Surely, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people were in terror just flying again, you know, but to have their captain like just give them reassurance, like we're gonna be okay, we're gonna get through this. I feel like that probably would have made a lot of peace with people. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point, um, and you know there are a lot of people. I mean that that affected our industry drastically. There was you know a lot of it's it's funny. It's almost like now you know there's a lot of people that won't get on an airplane because of COVID, but it's the same mindset. You know, if you protect yourself, if you do what you know you're supposed to do, you're going to be safe, and you can't let that fear run your life because then. You know, it's just, it, that's bad. That You can't live your life that way. Yeah, you definitely, you strip, this with this topic, you strip the terrorists of all their power if you don't allow exactly. them to fear to, to control your life and you continue to live. And I think that can be used for a lot of different aspects of life. Just a, a touching day. I, I mean, this is kind of, well, I guess for both of us, Dustin, unique with September 11th coming up, the 20th anniversary, and we're actually living in the city now. You know, I've never, never... We, we visited the, um, you know, the Freedom Tower and the memorial, which if you guys haven't done. So powerful, so powerful. Extremely powerful. And it's the things that, that you see there that they still have the, you know, from the pieces of metal that were twisted in the destruction that are literally still there for you to experience. It's, it's something that, yeah, is, will definitely touch you. But, you know, I've never, 
never experienced an, an anniversary here in New York City. I actually have that day off from work. So I'm curious to to see what that's like. I know they, they do the beams, the, the light beams for uh, in honor of the Twin Towers. They do. And, and just, you know, I mean, the fact, you know, that they read every single name of everybody that lost their lives. It's, it's very touching. Um, anybody who hasn't been down to the Freedom Tower or the, the Reflection Gardens or, you know, just the, the memorials, you, you, you owe it to yourself because it's, it's very, very emotional, very moving. And uh, like I said, it's, it's not something that we can ever forget in our, in our nation's history. Yeah, it's 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 very powerful. I remember going with Peter and sitting in this room and people just telling the stories of you know their loved ones. And I, I know this it's going to be really emotional for you, but just to share a little memory of the captain that you knew, could you like just uh, tell us a little bit about him, about his personality, about when you guys were in classes together, if you feel comfortable? Yeah. You know, we, we weren't actually in the same class, but we were, a gr- there was a group of us, uh, actually 570 of us that were hired during, uh, you know, that was our new hire, right? So we each had classes of probably 20 to 25 people. Victor was in a, a, a I believe it was two classes ahead of me, but, you know, we would always get together after I'm not saying he and I alone. I'm just saying all of us, we were, it was a camaraderie, you know, that we would get together. Peter, you know about this in training. You know, when you're done training, you know, you, you guys sit down and there's there's a, a camaraderie about the day. for sure. Yeah, a bond yeah. that you really only experience kind of once in your airline career and it's being a new hire and all going through the experience from basic in doc to simulator training together. It's it's a really beautiful experience. And so that's what you you, you experience with Victor. Exactly. And, you know, he was, uh, Victor was, you know, had a very dry sense of humor. Um, he was just super funny, loved, loved his job, loved his, his family. And he just, you know, he was a military pilot, uh, just a, just a good all around guy. And, um, you know, it's just, just a tragedy what happened. Well, his memory and Everyone else's memories live on, you know, through stories like that. You know, I got mine. You got your pin. I got my pin here for commemorating. Oh yeah, um, the 20th anniversary. I'm gonna wear proudly, you know, my uniform and. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a, a, a tough day, I'm sure, for a lot of people coming up here. But we can never forget. That's for sure. Just never forget. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's so easy for people to to kind of do that. But, you know, something as meaningful as this, you know, the way our nation was attacked. Yeah, we, we, we can't ever forget. And, and, and the, the whole structure of, of the memorials that they've done in the city, it's, it's just amazing. And, and as I'm glad they, they, they keep it alive the way they do. They, they really do. Yeah. Again, for you guys that don't know, there's, we kind of touched on it, but the memorial they have, they actually have. Um, so the Freedom Tower was, you know, was built after, but the actual footprints of the Twin Towers where they used to stand, the Freedom Tower wasn't actually built just over that land. That land obviously, you know, is sacred and um, just out of respect for all the victims, it was left there. But the the footprints are carved out and there's a really just beautiful memorial, waterfall memorial um, with all the names of all the victims, um, you know, etched in stone around these footprints. And, uh, you know, seeing it from the air, you can see it from the Freedom Tower. It's like I said, just it's it's very very moving. But 
if you have a chance, uh, definitely, definitely check it out and, and pay your respects. And Dad, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. And um, I know it's very, very emotional for you and it brings back feelings. And uh, But thank you just for telling your story and your perspective of it. And, um, you know, the memory of your, your coworkers and your friends. Uh, I think a lot of people are really going to appreciate this and, and be thankful that they could hear what you had to say. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Well, I, I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity. And um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I did get so emotional. It's just... Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. It, it's, it's tough. And, um, but again, thank you. And I hope, hope people, you know, can reflect on things that have happened in their own lives after they listen to this and, and just really realize how precious, you know, our life is. I think those are great words to, to end on. Thanks dad. I love you. I love you too. listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate join now for three dollars per month and enjoy the episodes ad free click the link in the episode description so you can move in